Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't want to even really look at you. <laughs> Why don't you want to look at me? Still me. It's not though. Same old me. Very round. My head, you mean? Yeah, and you can see the individual spikes, and it's bouncy. Whole <laughs> new me. I've got a new haircut, new shoes, new hat. <laughs> Good thing this is an audio medium, but not a visual medium. We'd, we'd scared off. We'd scared off. Suddenly. <laughs> Here comes the podcast, Like the Bride, Down the Aisle. Oh, yeah. My name's Lonnie. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. <laughs> Hello. Well, still my girlfriend for now, but the haircut I've got just a couple, mm. just an hour ago is, it might have um, put their relationship in doubt. Might have been the final straw. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we have seen Table 19, which we love and no one else seems to, but we love it. So we're going to tell you why you should love it. Before we get to that, though, yeah, little story. Mm. I want a haircut, as you do. Everyone likes haircuts. Mm. Thing about me, right, is mm-hmm. my hair grows so quickly. Yeah, I'm a very hirsute person. My hair grows. A what? Hairy person. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you trying to make it sound fancy? It's a medical fancy. term, I think. <laughs> my hair grows crazy fast. Mm-hmm. I need to shave every couple of days, but I don't. I need a haircut every couple of weeks, but I don't do that. <laughs> and so I was getting sick of it, right? wanted to get it short, but I perhaps misjudged how short number two all over would be. Because I normally get number two on the sides, and that looks good. Yep. And I thought, just apply that to the whole head. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently you look like you just escaped prison. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a convict. It's very short. It's too short. It's Yeah, it's probably a bit too short, isn't it? I'm used to it, though. I, I shaved my head for the cure um, in, in high school. This one's for free. So <laughs> not for anybody. Perhaps I can go back retroactively and raise money for this. I just feel like if you were going to test it, why would you not test it in summer where a short haircut would have been a blessing? I can get my beanie out this time. I'm looking with a beanie on. Okay. You might need one yeah. for the next couple of weeks at least. <laughs> I can't leave the house, can I? Like, I know we're joking about this, but I don't know how you can. Leave the house? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, like, you're going to go to work and everyone's going to be like, are you ill? What happened? What happened in your life that led you to this? Just trying it out, you know. The thing is, it'll it'll be back next week. It'll be fine. It's not going to... I think you're severely overestimating your power of (laughs) hair growth. It's very short. Yeah, well... Can I measure one of your hairs? You can try. Okay. I've got a little ruler here. This is like a live measuring on the podcast. I want to see like how short. Five millimetres. Oh, my <laughs> God. Five millimetres. We'll be back in no time. Shorter than that. 
Five millimeters is like the end. It's the outlier. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. When she was when she was doing it, <laughs> my face fell, and I realized that she could see it in the mirror, and so I tried to put on a brave face <laughs> after that. She knew though, didn't she? Yeah, it's great. Thanks. When they show the back, it's fine. It'll grow back. It'll be fine. What did you say to me just before? Maybe in hindsight, if you were testing, you could have gone. Perhaps I could have gone number three yeah. first or number four yeah. first. The thing is, though, I was getting a bit annoyed having the same haircut. I've had the same haircut forever, you know. Well, I'm sorry. What do you want? Like a pink mohawk? No, just like test something else out, you know. Well. And the last time I got a proper haircut, it was shit. So at least this is better than that. Is it, though? We... I, think, I think it's better than the last you time. You reckon? Yeah. At least you had hair in your last haircut. Mm. This will be fine. Let me grow back. Or I'll just wear a wig. I'll just cut a bit of your hair off the end. <laughs> just fashion a wig. I've got plenty to spare. You do lots of hair. We can make you little pigtails. Mm. Perhaps I need to shave properly because... At the I, moment you've got quite a long beard and then... The beard's longer than the quite top. Quite a short haircut. <laughs> I look a bit suspicious, don't I? It's like those people with upside down heads. Mm. Where they have like a really long beard but they're bald because they're clearly overcompensating. And it just yeah. looks like their head just needs to be rotated. I know the people. You know, you know those people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know who don't have bad haircuts? Who? The people in Table 19. <laughs> hey. They have lovely hair. Even Steve Merchant? Yeah. It's got an all right head of hair. Mm, it does. Hair. Better my haircut, let's face it. <laughs> yes, Table 19. Wonderful movie and good, good segues, you know? Thank you. I don't really do the segues, but I thought I'd, you know, give it a crack. Good work. And you've done well. Thank you. It is directed by... Jeffrey Blitz from a script co-written between him and the DeBlas brothers. It stars Sinead's girl, Anna Kendrick. Okay. Steve Merchant, as we said. She is me, though. She, she is. As a human. Yeah. And you just read her book and you really liked it. I did. You? I did. And if you're listening, we would actually be good friends. But we would both be too introverted to actually go and speak to each other. So we'll just, like, stare at each <laughs> other across the room at a party and be like, we'd both know that we'd be best friends, but... Neither of us would ever fulfill that. Then we'd lead very empty, unfulfilling lives. Anyway. Moving on from that <laughs> a little bit. It's also Lisa Kudrow, who's been doing lots of films recently, isn't she? She has, yeah. She's actually a great actress, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not that I should be surprised, but, you know, people and friends haven't done a whole lot since Friends. Isn't David Schwimmer doing, like, a resurgence of creepy roles? He was in the OJ telly ah, series which means something to watch. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, lots of good people. Yeah, it's kind of an ensemble cast. Ensemble cast. The basic plot is they're at the the loser table at a wedding. Yeah. Anna Kendrick was the former maid of honor. Yeah. And has relationship problems. They've all sort of come to the wedding with a problem. They say in the film that it's the table for people who should have known to RSVP know, but yeah. didn't. And that's a great concept for a film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. And because it's kind of marketed as a romantic comedy set at a wedding i think people sort of go into it with certain expectations but if you go into to it you know it's a band of misfits they're having mm. a, a it's a loser tale basically yeah i think it's lives up to that expectation it doesn't live up to the expectation of a cameron diaz wedding rom-com does yeah. it? yeah so a bit different it's more 500 days-esque yeah and less cameron diaz julia roberts style happily ever after sort of thing mm. Which we're going to be a bit spoilery in this episode. So here's your warning. 
If you haven't seen this film, pause the podcast. Stop it right now. Cease. Go watch the film. It's still in theatres. Then come back because I don't want you to be spoiled by it because Mm. I – Lonnie didn't know anything about it. I sent him the trailer because I found it. Anna Kendrick was retweeting it about it and – I knew the basic plot. That was all. And I'd seen a few clips online and whatever, yeah. So I was kind of following it, waiting for it to get to Australia. And when it got here, I was really excited. But we hadn't really seen – a lot of the press that's around it, which mm. I will admit is kind of marketing it as a more sort of generic traditional traditional rom com. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you had seen a lot of that stuff, maybe you'd maybe some... that's why a lot of people aren't responding to it the way that mm. we are. Mm-hmm. But we loved it. Yeah. Fun fact: when the movie ended, I didn't know whether I hated it or I loved it though. Okay. Yeah. What made you love it? I don't know. I think I had to sort of like sit on it for a bit okay. and let it settle. And so what about it? What would you might not have liked about it then? I think what it was, it was, is that it was just very, it was very different to how I thought it was going to be. So I think that was my fault for having those expectations. Like the Australian guy who's in the trailer, you kind of see them, you're like, oh, okay, they're definitely going to end up together. That's the story pretty much. It's not the story. Um, but I don't know. It was just very different and much quirkier than I was expecting, I think. And I think it wasn't that I necessarily hated it. It just kind of just jarred me a little bit like, oh, mm. okay, I wasn't expecting that. And then I just sit and I go, hang on, I actually really liked that they did that mm. kind of stuff. And then I'm like, oh, my God, yes, this was amazing and clever and brilliant. And now I love it. Well, pretty much nothing happens like you think it probably will. Hey? No, no. And that's. I think this is so clever and I'm really annoyed that people aren't really – Um, responding to it in this way because it's the perfect example of a film that subverts, is that the right word, Mm. expectations of its own genre. So nothing happens how you think it will. Even when they go sort of the start of a cliche and you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen, they pull out of it immediately and they're like, no, he's not swimming, Mm. not jumping off the ferry and swimming back or he's not doing Mm. this. Or It's always not that they try to mislead you, but I think because we're so programmed to, to connect the dots in these situations, we just know exactly what we think we know exactly what's going to happen. And then when they pull it out or, you know, um, direct us somewhere different or, like, give us a diversion, mm. that's where it's, like, surprising and kind of fun and, like, the way it plays with timing and comedic timing. And Well, I'll give an example. We're accustomed to seeing two attractive people on screen smile at each other and we're like, okay, these two are going to going to be love interests, yeah. And so when she does that to this giant guy, I yeah. don't know his name, sorry, we expect that she's going to find this guy at the wedding they're yeah. going to fall in love. He's going to, at some stage, run in and punch the, the guy who was mean who to was her. was mean to her. They're going to live yeah. happily ever after, right? Yeah. Another example is Zero from Grand Budapest. Yeah. I, I will only ever know him as Zero, not Tony Revolori. Yes. Ever. <laughs> Me too. Um, throughout the film, he is trying to get with the girls, right, with the other girls mm-hmm. at the wedding. That's his his goal of the yeah. film. But he doesn't get there in the end. No. He gets sort of a, a, a little bit of affirmation towards the very end. Yeah. But in some films, in most films that we've seen before. There would have been a kiss. He would have got a kiss or yeah. something would have happened or a throw number at the very least. Mm. And so I, I kind of like it when films don't do what you think. And that's what we all want. Yeah. But when it happens, we don't like. But I know. It's interesting, isn't it? We all are like, oh, these films are doing the same thing over and over again, but then when one does something different. However, as I'm saying this, 
I don't know if listeners will have just clicked into what I thought when we spoke about Logan a few weeks ago. That's exactly the reason why I hated Logan. That's really interesting, isn't it? Mm. That I've just yeah. I've just caught myself up on something that oh, well. you know. I don't know. I think that was more about the franchise and it fitting into a franchise rather than this, which is a standalone film. I just well, it's got to work, and then maybe yeah. it didn't work for you with Logan, yeah, yeah. and it worked here. Yeah. And I don't know if it worked all the way here. Some no. of the storylines probably went a bit the cliche way. Yeah. But we're trying something different. Yeah. And it's but... so nice to see just an eighty-seven minute comedy. Yeah. That you can just enjoy. It didn't overstay its welcome at all, did it? A, not you know two and a half hours of pixels flying at the screen <laughs> and explosions and stuff. Yeah, it's. I think. The problem with problem in better comments with this kind of film, where it's very much about the characters. Mm. So if you don't like the characters, you're not going to like it. Yeah, right? and yeah. it's about their development, their journey in this thing. And some of them have happy endings, and some of them don't, and some of them have sort of, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, bittersweet sort of endings. But yeah. the way it just finishes, and you feel okay about all these kind of characters. You feel like mm. no matter what happened, they're going to be okay. Yeah, it was really cool. It's almost like they kind of let you. They, it's almost like they give you a seat at their table and let you into their table at the wedding mm. and you're kind of a part of it and all these people around you are a bit crazy and they've got different things going on and one wants mm. to have an affair and one's a disgraced maid of honour and all that kind of stuff. And then you're kind of just following with them through the wedding and at the reception and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, it's just really, it just felt really warm and really mm. like a rich film that's really has beautiful characters and was just really clever with the way that it just played with expectations and the timing and even even I don't know how to explain this properly but like you'd expect something to happen right and then it wouldn't and then because it didn't you're like oh that's not happening at all but then they might put it back and maybe it might actually end up happening how you thought it was in the first place but a bit later or or have a bit of a a trail to get there those things were set up properly by the first bit yeah exactly yeah I liked how everyone came with a label. Yes. And everyone came with baggage. And that happens at weddings. Yeah, You go absolutely. to weddings and everyone, you just look around and you ask somebody, oh, yeah, that's the Arnie who drinks. And that's, yeah, that's the babysitter. That's the ex-husband. We can't talk about him. Yeah. And so actually all these people had a label, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. And there's one thing that Anna Kendrick's character says at one point. She's like, it's the same wedding no matter what table you're at. Yeah. And she knows she's lying when she says that because it isn't. It's, it's a totally not. different thing. Totally different experience depending on where you're sitting, who you are, what your baggage is, what your label is. Yeah. I think one thing that you said to me that you really enjoyed was that Lisa Kudrow and Craig Robinson, who arguably probably have the biggest acting, uh, sorry, biggest comedic chops in this film, like you know them from their comedic Mm. roles, actually have sort of the more poignant and really Mm. quite sad storyline. And they actually handle that really well, you know, like... I don't want to sound like I'm surprised that they're good actors or anything, but it was just really that's an, I think that's another way that they've sort of gone against expectations there. They've put two really high profile comedic actors in those roles, and you think you're going to get big laughs and funny mm-hmm. you know moments, which you do. But by having them have the most sort of dramatic, sad, interesting, serious, complex relationship, kind of was another way of them showing you that this isn't the film that you were expecting or that you thought it should be or something, and it's, you know. 100%. Lisa Kudrow's character is actually quite sad, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. She's a tragic character. Mm. They're all tragic characters in a way, you I know, guess. In a way. She's certainly the yeah. got the most going on. Mm. I don't think that 
Again, and Kendrick doesn't. She sort of plays to that that persona she has in her yeah. films. But even then, though, she's not the most likable person, is she? No, not in this film. She's no. quite quite dismissive and thinks she's better than the other people at the table. Yeah, and she isn't very nice to the other people at the wedding. The, mm. the main players. It's hard to see her as a character. That's one thing I will say because she plays those kind of sort of neurotic, quirky roles, mm. you know, so well that it's hard to. Yeah, it's that problem. You know I was talking mean? about this recently about. The cross between being typecast mm. and the baggage you bring. Yeah. Because she's the perfect person for this role. Yeah. However, you know, by being that person playing that role so many times, you kind of lose its. She can't do it as well anymore because she's yeah. seeing Anna Kendrick, not the character. But in saying that, I wouldn't have wanted anyone else in this role. Mm. She was perfect for it. Yeah. So I love her so much. Like, I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. <laughs> we get it. Someone who I didn't love in the film was the male lead. Wyatt Russell. Kurt Russell and Goldie Horn's son. Would never have picked that ever in a million years. looking back. So it's like Kate Hudson's brother then. Yeah. No way. She looks a bit like Kurt Russell now I think about it. Yeah. Now that we, now yeah. Now we've seen him recently in Guardians as well, yeah. Hmm. Not, the, not the strongest performance. I liked it. He played that role well. Yeah. Like Teddy well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not up against Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Who's great. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what I wanted. Best Anna Kendrick performance. What do you reckon? Up in the air? Or Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. She's good in Twilight. She is, actually. She's good in Scott Pilgrim, first of all. Yeah, probably up in the air. She's great in up mm. in the air. See, her character in up in the air is very similar to this character mm. as well. Same as her character in Pitch Perfect is very similar. But that's the thing, though. We love actors because they're so good at what they do. Yeah. And then we all know that when they're in a new film, it's the same person as in the old film, and they're not actually that person on screen. It's weird, isn't we it? We all just make believe for two yeah, hours. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Yes. That's the film. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. As I said, I was a bit unsure about it because I was, but that was because I was expecting something that it wasn't, and it never tries to be anything more than it is very quiet, sort of understated film. This is the kind of film that I think, unfortunately, will be sort of forgotten as what? a sort of nothing film. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. No. I, mean, I wonder if, like, you know, in 50 years when Anna Kendrick is one of the biggest movie stars of our time, yeah. they'll look back and look this little performance that no one quite liked, but it's actually one of her better films. Yeah, it's it was just amazing. I think it's a mm. little gem and it was clever as well, like the yeah. production and everything. Like, well, I just, it was brilliant. We haven't even mentioned Steve Merchant. Oh, my God, we haven't <laughs> even mentioned him. He's incredible. I love him so much. One of our favourite actors. Yeah. And just a really great performance. Another sad performance. His character doesn't really get a big No, doesn't get a happening. big moment, no. He's just a little bit. But that's another another yeah. thing in the, in a, what we were saying about Anna Kendrick, right? So he used, his Britishness really helps him with his awkward little moments and, mm, and things. Sure does. He's in a typical Stephen Merchant role. But you could definitely see this being someone that, you know, yeah. you meet at a wedding, this disgraced, like, brother-in-law or yeah. something, you know, and he's mm-hmm. just, he's just such a sweetheart. He really is. But at the same time, if he was there playing, you know, an action hero, we'd all laugh at him because it's Steve Merchant. Yeah. Why isn't he playing a comedy role? Yeah. And then he does it, we get, you know. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you know my thoughts. So, rating. Yes. <sighs> I think I'm going to give it five stars. I think so, too. 
I didn't. I, I was cautious of it because I worry about just throwing out five stars everywhere. Yeah. But it's brilliant. It's so great, and mm. I think it's one that you could watch again and get more from. And it's just mm. really understated and quiet, but quietly brilliant. Yeah, that's the, that should be the tagline oh. on the on the poster. Quietly brilliant. Sine Chapel, yeah. like in, in all your little yeah. quote from yeah, the five stars. Yeah, quietly brilliant. Quietly brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it five too. You know, I've got this new haircut. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> no, because I, we had a review about it, didn't we? And it said that story about the two male, older male reviewers oh, and the yeah. screening. And they watched, saw it and they're like, oh, who going to watch that shit or something? Like, no way. This is great. And just because, it, like, it's not for everybody. But, of course, two old, white, male, grumpy yeah like, just let go of their life and their dreams would hate this film, you know? Like, it just yeah. fits into that stereotype it's, so perfectly. you know, a five-star for us isn't a five-star for anybody else, but made for us, we loved it, our sort of thing. Definitely buy it. Yeah. Definitely watch again. Definitely watch a million times. I, I just think it's beautiful. And her dress. Can we just mm. talk about her dress? Yes. We can. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's all I want to say. Oh, I, I couldn't say any more than that. So. But even the big reveal with her character, I did not pick. At all. Yeah. Did actually, you pick that? No. And then when it happened, I thought it was going to be a, like a joke. Because Me too. It, I thought normally, it was going to be a... It normally is a joke, isn't it? But yes. Like, actually, we're going to Because it was this. like the crazy old lady, like, oh, no, yeah. she's just going off. And then yeah. that became a really nice trope in the film of them all gathering in the women's bathroom and it was just yeah. the big thing, you yeah. know, and that was actually the thing, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that I don't think that would have happened in any other film. I liked it. It would have been much more Hollywood yeah. and much more... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's brilliant. Go see it. Well, you shouldn't be listening because we told you to go watch it. But if you've come this far and have been spoilt, go and see it again. Okay? We'll go see it now. If you've come been this spoiled. far and you haven't stopped and watched, I'm just very disappointed in you because I gave you the chance. You did. You... And now you've ruined it now. You're never going to have the perfect experience of seeing this film. And that's your own fault. And you have to live with that now. Sorry, am I being a bit too harsh? No, no you tell them today. We love, love you. you, listeners. We love you, Sorry. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. We've got a few more episodes to go. We've got plans for Post 50, Season 2 of I Only Like You. We're not sure what those plans are. There are plans afoot. We're in the brainstorming stage of the plans. We know something will be happening. Not sure quite what yet. Hopefully we think them through a bit more than I thought through my haircut today. Maybe we should put a little bit more thought into that. Yeah. Just maybe. This is why I should have you around. <laughs> I need to accompany you to all future haircuts now. <laughs> Be your chaperone. That's all right. It'll grow back. What if it doesn't? It'll grow back. It'll grow back. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Testing, testing. One, two, five. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.